my friends, this is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. You could join us on, uh, you could find all of our content on our website. You could join us, but you could also find the content for the past shows on resurrectministry.com. There you will find not only this podcast, but Andy's Fearless Man podcast, my articles for the Christian Post, and the episodes of uh, the His Glory TV Remnant Rising show that I do with Alejandra Bistrian. Please drop us a line in the comment section, join, uh, subscribe to the newsletter, like the content. It would be truly a blessing to us. And if you're so moved or inclined to donate, you can also do that on the website as easy as pie, whether it's by credit card or um, PayPal, whatever it may be. And that would truly be a blessing to us as well. Awesome. Yeah, those uh, donations have come in handy. And, uh, um, you know, it'd be great to do some expansion and some new sets and things like that. So that would be awesome. Yes. And go to some, to some new new gear, make things a little bit easier. Um, better chairs. <laughs> <sighs> chairs. <laughs> chairs. They seem like a good idea at the time. Yeah. And these great things, it's a new deck of cards. I've been meaning to do this, but things kept coming up. Oh, man, you can't read it. Oh, there we go. That's why, because I'm on the, it doesn't say, they're called Talking Point. Christian cards, and I'm going to pull one up right now because we have a, a great uh, people have missed us apparently because they're all jumping on. Um, and you pull out a card. You see this? You have a card, and it has different colors on there. You pull out a card, and you pull it out, and you say to the audience or to dinner guests, okay. and you say, um, um, "This is going to be our talking point." And so, okay, what so I want you doing? to do when I read this, you're going to comment in response to this card after you say hello. Tell us where you're watching from. And of course, you're going to comment on the devotional. But this card says, describe a time when you held a belief about something, someone which, oh, I guess it's something or, or someone some. which turned out to be wrong. Let me read it again. Describe a time when you held a belief about something or someone which turned out to be wrong. Mm. Wow. I'm not sure if I want to hear yours, but... <laughs> <laughs> I got one for sure. I got one for sure. We'll save, well, we'll save it to the end. We got to oh. get the devotional first. And we need people. I'll remind uh, some people that join us a little bit later that what our what our talking point is. Okay. All right. Um, let's see who's commenting right away. We want to reward those who come on quickly. Like Carrie News, who says, hi, you too. Hi, Carrie. And uh, Robert Block is on. Hi, Robert. Yeah. I hope you heard our prayer the following night. I'm sorry we missed it that first night. My yeah. apologies. We got all excited with uh, whatever it was we were talking about. I forget. Uh, and Jan French is on. Good evening. Hi, Jan. Great to see you. Um, all right. Let me get rid of this. I'm um, sorry. Get rid of this frame. I call it a banner. So over here, there's something called banners. And I click that, which is not the right thing. So here we go. So we're reading Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. And the reference is Judges 720. And it says, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon, exclamation point. Charles Spurgeon says, Gideon ordered his men to do two things. At his signal, they were to break jars with torches inside, allowing the light to shine. He also ordered, when I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout, for the Lord and for Gideon. For the Lord and for Gideon. Yay. I didn't read it twice. I just felt like I needed to do a better job the second time. This is precisely what all Christians must do. 
First, you must shine, breaking the jar that hides your light, removing the bowl that has been hiding it. Let your light shine before men. Let your good deeds be such that others will take note that you have been with Jesus. Then you must blow your trumpet. There must be intentional efforts to bring sinners into the kingdom by proclaiming Christ crucified. Take the gospel to them, carrying it to their door, placing it in their way, not allowing them to escape it, blowing the trumpet in their ears. (laughs) Yet remember that the true war cry of the church is Gideon's watchword. A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. God must do it. It is, it is his work. But we are not to be idle. We are to be a vessel to be used. It is a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. If we only shout a sword for the Lord, we will be guilty of idle presumption. And if we shout a sword for Gideon alone, we will reveal an idolatrous reliance on, the on, on only the arm of flesh. We must balance the two in effective harmony, a sword, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. We can do nothing by ourselves, but we can do everything through the help of our God. May we be determined, therefore, to go out in his name, personally serving with the flaming torch of a holy example and with trumpet notes of earnest proclamation and testimony. God will be with us. Midian will be thrown into confusion and the Lord of hosts will reign forever and ever. Amen. Very cool. Very good. I like that. I may have to read that that chapter. Which one? The, the Gideon. One, Gideon. Oh, it's great. Um, I, I read it uh, such a long time the ago. History of Gideon's. And I think awesome. I think maybe with uh, Wigglesworth, we made ahead of reference. The lap, uh, lapping up the water like dogs. Oh yes, yes. He yes. reduced his army down from three thousand to three hundred. Um. Unless you have something you really want to start with, I, I can think of something that I want to. I do, but I, I, I'll remember it if you want to go. First. Okay. I just saw this in, in action, this, this first part. I did uh, too. Um, and you may, oh, I don't want to steal your, you go no, ahead. No, mine's going to be different than yours. Are you sure? I'm positive. Well, where it says here that. Well, your trumpet? That, no, no. <laughs> uh, I used to know somebody that blew their nose and it sounded just like a trumpet. <laughs> And I used to act like the, I wanted to, sh- to shoot myself because oh. <laughs> it was so loud. Well, as I get go. back to your story, get back to your story. You brought up the trumpet. <laughs> um, the first you must shine, breaking the jar that hides your light, removing the bowl that has been hiding it. Let your light shine before men. Let your good deeds be such that others will take note that you have been with Jesus. And this happened yesterday. You... Oh, <laughs> we're at, we were at Kino's yesterday having dinner. Yes. And we finished and you lollygagged to the restroom mm-hmm. to powder your nose. Mm-hmm. And while in there powdering your nose, a, an older woman who clearly was going through some mental decline, who uh, was also powdering your nose in one of the stalls, ran into a little bit of trouble and was crying out for help. And as we've seen on television, when people are being stabbed, <laughs> people don't step in and help. When people are being beat up or, you know, you know robbed, take videos. yeah, they pull out their phone and take videos. <laughs> but um, you did something that not many people would do, especially in this situation. Um, and at first, I just want to, if you, in your way to design, I wasn't in there with you, but I heard the, you know, what was going on. Um, what happened when you were in that restroom with, with this woman? 
So uh, she, it, it wasn't a, a mild because she was screaming, help. Mm. And she had propped open the door. So I said, how can I help you? And I walked over. She's like, I need paper. Can you please give me paper? So I wasn't sure if it the, the paper ran out or because it was one of those big rolls, she couldn't reach it. Mm-hmm. Went over to the other side, gave her some paper. And I said, is that all you need? Are you okay? She's like, no, I've made a very big mess. I'm not okay. And I was like, well, do you need me to come in and help you? She said, no, just give me some more paper. I said, okay. And we did this three times. Mm-hmm. And so finally I said, I said, honey, let me come in and help you because I want you to be okay. You could tell she, that she was an older woman right away. Oh, yeah. Her voice and- well, and also she propped the door open when I handed her oh, the paper. Oh, you see her. I could see her. Mm-hmm. And she was reciting a mantra. It was Yaya, which is a word for God, but she was also saying some words that I didn't understand. So, but she was clear. I think she was trying to soothe herself. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, so she finally said, okay. I said, so please let me come in and help you. And she said, okay. And so she was wearing one of those incontinence diapers and she, it was, it was a mess. And so she was trying to cover it. And I said, do you have another pair? And she said, no. And I said, okay, I said, just hang tight. Um, I'm going to fix this. And so I went to the other side and I got a giant roll of paper and made like a padding down for her. Um, And then I helped her finish wiping and then we pulled it back up. And we had to wash her hands and we had to wash her shirt. And then I tucked her up and sent her on her way. <laughs> yeah, you were in there a long time. Yes, like, I thought, it I took went, a while. I walked all the way to the car. I was thinking, did I miss her? And then went out, and you were by the car and walked back and, and came in. And then the lady, what the funny part was that you said, the lady said, I think your wife's in trouble in yeah. there. You're like, what? Yeah, I don't think my wife's, I, I think she thought my wife was the one wearing the diaper. But that's okay. That's, be, that's beyond being beside the point. Um, where I see the scripture, and this was not planned. This happened yesterday, and then we and then we have this devotional that comes up. And what was interesting, I thought, especially when it comes to um, this part right here, let your light shine before men. And the next thing, let your good deeds be such that others will take note that you have been with Jesus. There was, she was with her, her son. And another older gentleman. He was about uh, he was about a little older than me, maybe. And she was like sixty. In her yeah, she 80s. was late eighties. Yeah, but he seemed to be a, a bit disturbed about, like angry, angry, not upset, not worried, more angry than upset. Yeah. And I think that thank God you were there for her because she was, you know, in yeah in, the other, in distress. The other lady uh, that came in afterwards looked at me. She's like. <laughs> like like oh no i can't believe you're doing that and yeah. i'm like I'm, I'm okay i'm fine and i and she's like do you know her and i was like no she's yeah. like okay i'll go get help like, I, I, yeah i don't know i mean that's i'll go something. get reinforcements for you and she bailed i have a problem with smelly things myself and i just think well, i don't know what i would have done but uh but i again you i've been around i've been around with bodies with heads off and yeah. all kinds of stuff and weird situations and um so I, I don't know. You can't just leave somebody like that. But back to my point is that the, 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 the really important thing there, and I'm hoping that this is one of those things where this, this man who may not be in that same place where even he, like he was like almost angry that the situation was happening to him. It's not happening to him. It is, it is his mom 
Mm-hmm. Like people think, this is, I can't believe this is happening to me. I'm in a restaurant and, I, right. I, and you know, what you in there for so long? And you know, there was this like tension, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm hoping at some point he got home because he never told you, thank you. You even had to go back and ask. Make sure she goes and changes. She has to Yeah, change. you gave him direction yeah. on what happened and what he needed to know. And yet he gave, he gave you no, hey, thanks for taking care of my mom. Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. But I'm hoping, and this is, I thought about this all night. Like, I'm wondering if he got home, which is so funny that this is up here right now, is that uh, I'm just wondering if he got home and just thought like, wow, she did something that maybe I, as, as a son, may not have. I was, I was so busy being angry. It's that, funny that you thought of him because I thought that it had the most impact on the waitress. Oh, yeah. She mm. was the one that was most touched by it because she comes in and she's like, well, do you need help? And she's like, do you know this person? And I said, no. And then she was just like, she just looked at me like, wow, like, I can't believe you're doing this. And thank God it's you and not me. Like, <laughs> she just was, she was mm. just, and then she came back in. She's like, are you still at it? You know, like, and I was like, well, it's taking a little bit of time. You, you, know? had lay, you had to lay the napkins out to, yes. to make the, the, the diaper new, but with a layer with a, enough. Per, a layer of protection. Yes. And then finish wiping, pull the pants up, and then cleaning her afterwards was a production. So when the weight just came back the second time, we were at the sink. Well, it's all as necessary. I mean, because if you put it back in, you know, on with the way that it would have been, then then rashing happens and, you know, all the things that happen. And I yeah, I didn't realize she was, I thought she was going home. I didn't realize she was going to go sit for dinner. You know? Oh, she hadn't even, oh. She hadn't eaten. Oh. So, was, uh, so that's distressed me all night too, worrying about her sitting there all night. But yeah, so. But that 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 right there is picking up your sword for the Lord and for Gideon, I think. Oh. I think I think that we saw that yesterday, and and you're right. It, you know, it could have been the waitress. Um, I'm holding out for the the for the de- for the, for son. the son. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I keep what call, I want to call him brother. <laughs> um, for the son, I'm yeah. holding out that at some point it hit him. That's nice. um, you know, why was I so angry? You know that that happens though. I mean, especially when they're in that state, and you you maybe felt a little bit of that when we were in a restaurant together, that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you know, why are you doing that? But there's that moment where you have to step back and say, you know, I at this? no point was upset that I had to do it. Yeah, I yeah. was in total uh, like help mode um, because my father had colon cancer. So I dealt with this before. And I all I can think about was just empathy for this woman that she was. Uh, it was just it probably was one of the worst moments of her life, you know, and I just took the thought of being alone at that moment, mm. uh, just really, it broke my heart. So I wanted to make sure that she felt loved and cared for. Good. Just went really quick. I noticed a few more people popped on. We have a, a talking point that you can respond to in the comments. I see somebody already responded and that's good. Uh, but our talking point for today is describe a time when you held a belief about something or someone which turned out to be wrong and put that in the comments, that would be wonderful. But uh, um, so that, that was what I had. I just want it just hit me like right at the Thank instant. You. It didn't hit me in the first reading because I was too busy trying to figure out why this Gideon character, <laughs> <laughs> what's up with him? The loser of losers or the, the the least of the least, I guess is really, not really a loser, just the least, the least of the least. Why God chose him to do all this re- wacky least, stuff, least, blowing a trumpet and doing all this other stuff was, was crazy. So I was kind of caught up in that. Uh, but uh, the the reading live, wow! It hit it, it took me to Kinos. 
Oh. Which isn't unusual. We're at Kino's <laughs> enough for a lot, but uh, it took me to Kino's to think. There, there it was. There, there is picking up the sword for the Lord and Gideon, to um, for other people to to witness uh, God. I and, I, and I think that that's important. Okay, what do you got? Uh, as I mentioned in the past, if some people were on that that day, uh, I am helping our church develop an outreach for Muslims here locally. And so our missions director and me are going through this project of finding out what's out there already. And so a constant theme, and I, I taught a class today for our, our church, uh, Pastor Jack runs this thing called Liberty Ed, where he teaches um, extracurricular classes to homeschooled kids. So they're all Christian kids. And I talked about this today with them as well, where there's this vast um, array of people who want to um, do good deeds in the name of Christ, but a lot of them are at the, I just will shine my light. And so I love that Spurgeon is emphasizing you need to pick up the sword, which is the gospel. The sword is the true word of the Bible and your light. So if you just shine a light with the gospel, you're just shining light. So uh, yeah. a lot of ministries, they don't ever talk about the gospel. And so um, our missions director, Jonathan, told me this wonderful story, how they went out to San Diego and talked to a whole hundreds of Afghans that convene at this park a couple of times a year because the ministries are doing outreach. And he said, they absolutely preach the gospel. They have these little Afghan kids singing uh, worship songs, which he said was the most adorable thing he had ever seen. And most of them had memorized it by now because every time they come, they sing these songs and they were playing games. And he said that they would go into the apartment buildings being like, we are Christians. We're having family fun day. Will you come and learn the gospel and join us in the park? And they came. Oh, wow. Yeah. He says hundreds, hundreds of them came. And I was just so uh I was so happy and so enthusiastic because some of the ministries we've spoken to have been working for decades in what is considered like college ministry, uh, other kinds of outreach ministries, and they don't incorporate the gospel. So it's just really encouraging uh, to think about the importance of the sword of the Lord. Wow. Very cool. Lisa says she's seeing the video. The our video is blurry and fuzzy. Do you guys see that too? Is it us? Look at our uh, yeah. It looks pretty looks weak uh, on our screen. This is one of those days where all the kids are here, and uh, of course they're all doing homework right now. <laughs> right, on, 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 online. The, on, online on Google home. Classroom, <laughs> or they're watching Netflix or YouTube. Playing games. Yeah, playing games. Uh, but yeah, let us know uh, if you two are having trouble seeing us. Jay, Jan sends you guys are blurry. Oh, sorry about that. No, it's probably us. No, it's usually, us. usually it's you guys. But, <laughs> if two uh, of you are feeling it, then. Oh, <laughs> yes, fuzzy. Iris says it's so sorry. Fuzzy. Uh, you don't need to see. You just need to hear God's word that He's given to given to us. Um, so speaking of, oh, sorry about that, Kate. All the way to Australia, it's even blurry. <laughs> it didn't it? Didn't improve on its way over there. <laughs> no, you think that all it would all get Darn. back together? Sorry about that. There's uh, oh, maybe it's better now. It may, because it looks like it went away. Maybe one of the kids got off of one of their iPads. In <laughs> um, just talking about teaching the class to teenagers. Yes. Um, oh my God, I had so much fun. Be, I loved it. Doing, doing that, was that different than, because you've spoken to 
thousands in Washington D.C. of adults and Muslims, and at your dad's uh, you know service, you spoke to a bunch of Muslims about Christians, which is about Christ. A, <laughs> about Christ. Uh, sorry about that. I said Christians about Christ, um, and that added some nervousness. What about talking to kids? How, how did it was how did so awesome? And I told him I like the first thing I said when I sat down. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm so excited to talk with you guys. I've given hundreds of presentations, but rarely to young girls and to, you know, to young teenagers and definitely not to Christian teenagers. So I'm totally excited to be here. And I hope that put them at ease. And they were just such clever kids, asked the most brilliant questions, everything. So I basically ran through the fundamentals of Islam. How did I practice it? How much of it of my life it encompassed. They asked if I went on the pilgrimage. They were fascinated by what that mm. was truly like. I said, yes. They asked about what it's like to wear the head cover. And it, it was it, it was just awesome. And then we got to preaching the gospel, witnessing to uh, Muslims, witnessing to people in a hostile world and uh, how important it is to have food of the spirit and courage and wisdom and humility. And they were just so engaged, better than any adult audience really? I've ever had. There we go. We're back. We're, we're back. We're back. Not sure for how long. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, at my other house, I used to tell the kids, okay, you got to get off your devices. I'm going live. Well, that's what we should have done. Well, I think, yeah. Frozen <laughs> Ministries right now. <laughs> we're back. Oh, we're back. Um, shoot. I was going to say, oh, did you tell them that there's no toilet papers in the restrooms, that there's only rocks? No, we oh, didn't get to the rocks in the, in the toilet. in the toilets. That's like one. Of, that's one of my favorite things about your discussion of being yeah. on the pilgrimage. They, they had a lot of questions about <laughs> the sex in Islam and what group is which and why are the Sunnis and the Shiites fighting and how is it different. Uh, so we spent a lot of time in that section. Oh. Very and cool. then I had a bunch of pictures of like my career and stuff, and mm. they were very curious about the hijab because, of course, they were all girls. And then one asked a very intelligent question about, we have Muslim neighbors, they have a 13-year-old girl, what can I say to her? Yeah. And so we talked about that, sharing your faith and asking her about hers and being able to talk about Jesus. And I explained Jesus and Islam so that they understood the difference that if you just say, do you know Jesus and stop there, they'll tell you, yeah, I know Jesus. Yeah, we love Jesus. And then you may think you should end the discussion there, but you need to understand they have a very different understanding of Jesus. Yeah, very good. I love that. It was so much fun. Um, there was a maybe it's above. Right. Those no, above. Yeah, I keep going. Yeah, we keep going. Hi, Michael. Agape love. I love that. Yes. Thank you, Michael. And Jan, Jan thinks she couldn't have done that. Yeah, it, it's back to the bathroom story, not the teaching of the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that you know that you know. Given the situation, I was at. Um, I was in Orange doing some shopping or do I forget what I was out there for, but doing some shopping or something. And then I went to go have lunch. And then there was a lady in a wheelchair who was trying to get across the parking lot 
and one of her bags got caught around her wheel and she kept going. She couldn't figure it out because it was behind her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and two people walked right past her and she's trying to get going like this. And I was, I was, I was back, you know, I back into the stalls. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm back in the stall, but I'm backing in and I'm watching her again. And I'm trying to get it back in to the stall. And by the time I had gotten out already, two people walked in past her and then myself and then another gentleman at the same time said, you know, hold on you're getting tangled up in your bag and or he didn't see it either he just goes he just thought she was having trouble but i had saw the bag go around the wheel and i mean that's nothing compared to what you're doing but i'm just saying what oh, my, oh. my point was about the people who just just walked by oh yeah like, even with that there was no poop involved <laughs> there was not you know there was nothing it was just stop and help the lady with the bag around her wheel and oh. so i untangled the thing and then she was able to go but two people two grown men like, no, no, look at the one, go, <laughs> you know, or they, they, they get on their phone. Oh, shoot, I lost my phone. Uh, they get on their phone and like that, pretend. Well, I know they were pretending. I know they saw her. Well, you know, and it's, again, I think that's what I want to talk about at the home church. We talked about unity last time, but I think I want to talk about what it really means to be the church. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord is really calling us to what it means to be there for each other and be there for people in the in the world like mm-hmm. the lady i saw at the yogurt store you know just like crying hysterically over not having money for a single night in a room you know is that we just if we ask for divine appointments and we ask to be used by the lord he'll do the most amazing things mm-hmm. and it's it's just awesome i'm sure i wonder if i'm gonna i'm gonna describe to you what happened to me so as a police officer as i was going through the academy they would tell stories or they'd show videos like when you come across this kind of situation these are some of the things you can think about doing blah 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 and you know of course we always run into women who's pregnant who's giving birth i i had to help with a couple of those things out on the sidewalk and things like that um i was able to have the woman hang on until you know ambulance got there and that oh you stuff. didn't deliver any babies no, no i delivered my own though <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, but other officers did, but stuff like that, or again, you know, either you know, some guy gets his head cut off, or a, a major crash where people are have body parts and you're trying to pull them out of the car and the arm falls off. But what happens is, is that when you're in the mode of rescue, when when you are the rescuer, yeah, just by happenstance or by your job, the smells and the and the gooiness and the grossness, right. That is that kind of what that you, you were in the situation, you became the rescuer, and then it's like almost those sense like else. God says, you know, I'm gonna turn off those senses so, so to true. allow you the moment to um to be to to be my light to to help. Yes. And I I I had to do the same thing for my father, far more extreme than even this woman's one. Mm. Far more extreme. So uh he was crying, he didn't want me to do it. My mom was air vomiting in the corner like she she could i mean thank god i was there because if it was just mm. my mom she would not have done it she couldn't i mean she couldn't so why get now close. now that brings up something and i'm sorry i didn't mean no, to interrupt you no but problem. that brings up something why does do, do, is it that they don't go into that that frame of mind why do some people go into the frame of mind a rescuer i'm just giving it I amazing it's not an official name but right but it's like when you become a rescuer as opposed to an observer like some people just choose to be an observer and they don't get into the um, I, the shields and the armor that God has for us when we're in that situation. I just think it's, I, I, I can't think of an instance where it happened when I was a Muslim. So I have to attribute it again to this 
offering yourself as a living sacrifice to the Lord and saying, I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm. And you just don't know what that's going to look like. And so wherever you go, uh, when you have put in your heart, I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, he'll give you the opportunity to do it. Like the time we were in church that we've talked about with the audience where there was this clearly emotionally unstable woman sitting next to me and everybody around us in the church did their very best to ignore her. And it was, and she just started talking to me. And at first I got a little annoyed uh, because it, it was rambunctious. Mm. And, and then the Lord's like, slow down, slow your roll. I've set, I've set you here on purpose. And I'm just like, whoa. And then I stopped and then I turned and I was like, yes. And then at the end, she says to me, thank you for being so nice to me today. Like she was totally conscious of what I was doing, Wow. you know? So I, and so it's an anointing. I think the Lord puts on us when you make the intention to be a living sacrifice. And so you did it as part of your job, but maybe that was the beginning of that anointing. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Really quick before we read that and uh, get to the scripture, just to give you the talking point Ooh, one yeah, more time. Wait. Let's get it, Carrie. Carrie has a good oh. point. She says, good question. I think it may be the gift of helping. Yes. Oh, because that is one of the gifts. Good point. Carrie is full of information. She's full of good news. Carrie. Yes. Good news. <laughs> good news, Carrie. All right. So the talking point today, just one more time. This is our first time doing this. So we're going to see how it goes. Um, and it, it is for today. Describe a time in the comments. Describe a time when you held a belief about something or someone which turned out to be wrong. We already have one, maybe two comments already uh, coming in. So just give us uh, your answer to that question. That would be fantastic. Uh, Lisa says. Even if she was not my own child. I oh, would sorry, not Leda, I think we have to go up here first. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> here. when my daughter was being treated for lymphoma, I came into the ER one day and she had 104 fever. And that's what you do when you're home with a cancer pediatric patient. She started vomiting and the nurses freaked out because she was radioactive because of the chemo, but I could care less. And even if she was, was not my own child, I wouldn't care. I was using my bare hands, trying to remove the throw up out of her mouth and her nose. Mm. I couldn't believe the nurses who were fully garbed freaked out. Yeah. That's the one thing. Oh, yeah. Even uh, though they're designed to be, even though they're supposed to be rescuers. <laughs> so that's a good point too. Some people just run from being the rescuer, even yeah. when they're assigned a job. I don't know if you've ever given CPR, but quite often when you're given CPR, the person throws up. I know. Yeah. And so that's always like we, when we're cops, we always say, okay, as, as a rookie, you got to do breaths. <laughs> but once you get a little, you know, little time on, you give to give the compressions and you tell the rookie, hey, you give him some breath. <laughs> you guys are naughty. And so, yeah, it switches when you get a little bit of seniority. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the scripture. And the scripture says, Judges. It's the story of Gideon. So we'll start with, when I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. <laughs> Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. And they blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the chars. And if you remember the story of Gideon, he had reduced his army from 3,000 down to 300. I think that's what he means by the three, uh, the three companies. Okay. Grasping the torches in their left hand, holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow, they shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. 
While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Bethsheba toward Zerara, as far as the border of Abba near Tabith. So glad you can say the names of those cities. <laughs> Acts 4.13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. What I love about this scripture is I uh, is that when uh, in the commentary where he said, why did he use Gideon? And the Lord often uses the most unworthy because that's how he gets the glory. If he uses somebody trained in a particular skill, mm they um the, the glory doesn't go to the lord they say oh wow what a educated man and what, what a brilliant art. speaker and yeah. yeah exactly so it uses people with a list for who stutter or are unlearned and untrained and that is something i struggled with a lot when i first came to christ because he gave me the ministry before i knew anything he gave me the vision of the ministry before i barely knew anything about the mm -hmm. bible and so i was frantically studying and the Lord kept saying, I will give you the words. I will give you the wisdom, you know, keep studying, but don't worry about what, how long you've learned and how much you've learned, because that's how I get the glory, you know? You and must so get a lot of glory through me. First <laughs> <laughs> Corinthians one twenty three. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. We preach Christ crucified. I love that. Second Chronicles 32, 8. With him, as in the enemies of Israel, is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and fight our battles. And the people gain confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, had said. Hezekiah. Hezekiah. That's a cool name. Yeah, isn't it? Revelation eleven fifteen. The seventh angel sounded the trumpet and they were loud voices in heaven which said, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah and he will reign forever and ever. Amen. That was a good trumpet. Thank you. <laughs> it's also my elephant. Oh. Yeah, I do. I do those two uh, impersonations. I, I could, they see the element. element. <laughs> It doesn't change. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Really quick. One more time. Where's my card? I did put it away. All right. This is our talking point, Hedia. Yes. Are you good. ready for this? Describe. Now, this is for you. And I want you to answer. Describe a time when you held a belief about something or someone which turned out to be wrong. It's going to take me a while. You're going to have to go to somebody else first. Because I really can't think of it. I've read it four times. I know, but I can't. I've been racking my brain. I can't think of. <sighs> you can multitask. You create a multitasking. No, I can't think of anything. I was in the pre-academy for my uh, position at Anaheim Police Department. Okay. Uh, we showed up at the, at the PD for the first time. Sat around a table with seven other people that were I was going to go through the academy with. Um, Darren John, Chuck Alvarado, Kathy Freeman, um, Tim Miller. Okay. I feel like there's like, oh, oh, Jefferson. Good details. Okay. Yeah, all those people. I remember their names. <laughs> I, Jefferson would be my roommate at some point. Um, and there was this guy, Chuck Alvarado. 
Mm-hmm. What a jerk. It was a jerk. What are Chuck's family, his family? Chuck Oroz. Chuck Oroz was a jerk. I thought at the time. <laughs> oh, and, and I just like I. That's the last guy that I'm going to connect with. I can connect with Tim. Turned out, and <laughs> I can connect with you know these other guys. But this Chuck guy, he's old. Yeah. Oh, we. I actually know of a couple stories you've had like that. He's just full of himself, and I'm not really Bruce. You thought he was a weirdo. You wanted to avoid him at all costs. (laughs) I know. I already had run-ins with. I knew. I knew about Bruce on other things. But Chuck, I thought this guy's just. You know, we're never gonna. We're never gonna see eye to eye. And I thought going on. And then about halfway through the academy, we became best friends. Our wives became friends, and I became friends, and we we'd even do things, travel together. And I was there for the birth of all of his children. I would show up at the hospital in my uniform because he had them there in St. Jude Hospital, which is not in Anaheim, but it's near Anaheim. And uh, would go over there and be there when the, for the and be one of the first people to hold their baby, which I don't hold babies, but I held his because he was my best friend. Wow! At first, and and he, I, I had a belief about him that wasn't true. Oh, he later became cool. my best friend. And now we don't talk. I haven't seen him in 20, <laughs> in 20 years. Not because a, anything happened. We just made an impression on you, though. <laughs> so awesome. that's my story. Let's look up. And maybe maybe you still need some time. Let me give you another one here. I this. seriously cannot think of a, th- a thing. Really? How is that possible? I don't know. Carrie New says, when I thought Jesus was, was the archangel, archangel, Thank sorry, Michael, uh, glad I had been so wrong. My parents were religion hoppers. <laughs> I and love she, that. She was so, oh, sorry to put it up. That, she was so kind of putting in talking points. So I knew that it was about the Oh, that is so funny. I love that. I, I think also, I think in our uh, Demons and Angels class that we went through with Chris Ward, there was there was many things that I Oh, well, if you want to, if you want to go that deep. Yeah. I thought Jesus was a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, the biggest of all. I thought Jesus was a prophet. I thought Islam was a religion. <laughs> See? I thought Allah was God. <laughs> oh my God, I have a whole so list. Easy. I have a whole list of them now. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. You just spread a whole bunch of some things that I thought were true that are totally wrong. I knew it couldn't be that hard for you. I was drawing a complete bank. I <laughs> the Lord wanted me to point to that in specific. So hmm. it came out when it was supposed to. And didn't we learn also that uh, cherubim are not angels? No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought cherubim were angels. <laughs> Carrie's left. Pick another card. <laughs> That's not how this game works. That's our talking point, Jan. Okay. Lisa has one. First time I went to a cavalry church in Florida and they talked about discipleship and I prejudged because I was not born again yet and I didn't give them a chance and never went back to that church. And even though it was a mistake, must have been part of God's plan because I'm now a member of a cavalry church in West Hills, California. So what happened when they talked about discipleship is just something you didn't want. You were just like, oh, that's weird. Like, why did the talking about discipleship um, scare you away or make you not want to go back? I think the first time that I've been learning that we are priests and that we are disciples too, kind of like, oh, because as a Catholic, that oh, that's right. not, we're just, we're just people. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, <laughs> that's very important. we're just lowly people. Very and important. That, yeah. There's a hierarchy. <laughs> and you don't, <laughs> and you're not on it. <laughs> oh, and we can't talk to Jesus. Yeah. You know, we have to go through Mary to get to Jesus. Oh, wow. Or go through Mary to get to God or what, what have you. I mean, even go through the priest. 
or not the priest, the father, you know, in, oh. in the, in the confessional, we have to go to a man to get to God. So I think that's, uh, that's, these are all new things to me too. I mean, not new in the last 20 years, new. Um, so Lisa's point's really important. She's uh, saying, I didn't want to become a street preacher or go door to door and tell people about Jesus. And, you know, I think I talked about it going to this conference in Mississippi and I was a little surprised by the lack of response that people had. And it was a very different uh, reception that I get in Southern California and other places that I've spoken and, put, and mostly locally that I've spoken or online or with the radio interviews and things like that. And I think that's at the crux of it. As mm. soon as you talk about evangelizing and spreading the gospel, people think, oh, are you kidding? You think I'm going to go knock on people's doors like the Mormons? Yeah. You know, or they think have that's a mic, uh, at turn the, and burn. At the beach. <laughs> Waving the Bible around. Here's the Bible. Yeah. You're going to catch fire. You're going to catch fire if you don't believe the Bible. <laughs> yeah. That, that. Uh, and yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what I think that I thought too. Yeah. But it really is everything from, uh, you know, like, sitting i mean where were we we're at a restaurant in fullerton and started talking to a persian guy or, uh, or uh, armenian i can't remember what he was about jesus yes that's the hindu guy discipling right that's we're trying to make well okay so... no so make disciples is preaching the word but the the longer relationship of making a disciple is walking somebody towards um, a relationship with Christ beyond just the first exception, the uh, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So I guess it's like a two-part discipleship because the commandment is from the Lord, go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. But most people interpret that as the much longer relationship in making discipleship. But I have seen and heard people interpret it as even that first step as well. Lisa says... Oh, because I was brought up in a Catholic church and they didn't walk and talk about being born again at all. Yeah. She's talking about why she wants to tell her testimony. We didn't meet the runner before. Oh, <laughs> there we go. And Lisa says, now I'm looking forward to making my testimony, which you all know she made public on Sunday. Lisa got baptized on Sunday. Oh, I want to play that video. Gosh darn it. I'll have it ready next time. More public and honorable way to glorify God. If that's okay, Lisa, if I can show that video. Uh, and then the next one because you went to a catholic church yes and didn't want to talk about being born again at all or they didn't want to talk about being born again uh kate says sorry uh we weren't allowed to read the bible in the catholic church it was holy and too holy for us unworthy ones that's <laughs> right. frightening it's so crazy that wow that experience we had and us catholics had yeah <laughs> uh lisa's agreeing 100 with what kate said and Lisa's saying, I had many divine appointments like Hedia talks about since she was born again in 1998. Mm. Uh, she's saying she wouldn't forget the interview that I had with Pastor Jack. And nobody ever told me about Jesus. And there are so many around so many Christians. And she said that floored her. Can I uh, ask you, do you think? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and Kate <laughs> says she got saved through a street preacher. Amen. I love it. Awesome. Gary says she's proud of Lisa. We all are. That was awesome. And there's one more before we go. 
Uh, I love the guest speaker at Chino Hills, Chad's story uh, about his son and the JW that came to his door. Yeah, the Jehovah's Witness. Yes. That was good. I had my son sit down and watch uh, Chad last night. Um, so I had this experience going to um, the panhandle of Florida back in the day when I was in my late 20s um, as a Hispanic going to this area where I, I could have sworn some of the officers there, if I would have looked in their trunk, there might've been a white sheet and a pointed hat. <laughs> and, um, and so the I'm there. An interesting yeah, and so there's uh, I mean, these guys are like in their forties and fifties that are handlers and they got this big tune or and they're all sitting right there. And I'm up there. Hi, I'm from California and uh, I'm going to help you with your dogs. Get your dogs out. And I start talking, not, not like, you but but that's what that's, that's what they saw. Are you sure? Yeah. Now I was like, all right, man, get your dogs out. But they saw, hi, I'm from California. Get your dogs out. And we're gonna have some fun. Get your leashes and put them on the dogs, and we're gonna go for a little walkie. Um, but that's what they saw, right? And so they but they're like this. So this is the oddest question I have for you. Okay. And I know we might have some people from Mississippi watching, so I'm, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just saying that was my experience. You as a Persian, did you feel anything like that? Like we're not used to a Persian coming into our church and talking to us about <laughs> Jesus. I mean, do you think now anybody that's there watching from Mississippi again, I know I've made a lot of friends suddenly in Mississippi. Um, what do you think? I mean, is there a, <laughs> do you, <laughs> do you I, think I definitely was... was the only one. There was, there was three of us with dark hair. Oh, uh, they were very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they were very kind. Uh, honestly, yeah. everybody was super, super gracious. I really do. I mean, my heart tells me it was the way Lisa described it. And that's mm. what I felt when I left that the message, and that's what I told my host. The message was hard. Uh, the message of evangelizing is a lot easier in, and remember, we are a evangelical church. So that message resonates in our church. Uh -huh. They are Methodist church. So they are much more conservative. It's an offshoot of similar to baptism. There are very strict lines to how you do things. And so it's a lot more, um, strange or different to a Methodist church than it is to an evangelical church. Do you think that's why, um, with your blended friends being having a history of Quaker. being a Quaker church, that suddenly after going to spending so much time now, a couple of years with Jack and his uh, way of giving out the word, giving out the word, speaking the word, um, that now when I go to your friends, it seems so different. And then I oh, didn't see sure. it before, but now as I go, but lately their messages have been much better, but it, it, that then we've had this discussion that they tend their not to be uh, as outspoken yes. and, and go to the areas of the Bible that make people feel uncomfortable. Right. Hmm. Evangelicals are known for being um, very involved in politics and the world and culture wars and being um, the biblical interpretation of culture. And that's just, that's their sweet spot for evangelicals. So it's just different styles. And I, I love, I love experiencing different kinds of churches. I go to some, I used to, when I was living in LA, some of the black evangelical churches and fire rains down in those churches. <laughs> like it's a, 
oh wow, they're just an, it's an amazing experience. It's an amazing experience to be in churches where people drop. Where mm -hmm. I mean, the pastors, even the assistant pastors, come out and they'll just move their hand from from a distance, and people drop. And I dropped in those churches, so I know that it's real. So it's uh, it's, it's a I love it. I love experiencing everything that's within the body of Christ. Hmm. Lisa says. Uh, Pastor Jack spoke in Texas about how preaching in a black church was more powerful, powerful even for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you catch him in his sermons, he's awfully he's often saying, are you guys awake? Is everyone asleep? Are you guys OK? <laughs> it really worries me when he says, are you guys OK? You know, because it's like, wait, what are you seeing? Like dead faces when you look out at us? And uh, yeah, so he's extremely passionate. But then at the same time, when people start going, yeah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, preach it, preach it. He's like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> it's in the wrong spots. It's in the wrong spots. And uh, it's funny because my old pastor, Pastor Burdick, used to make fun of white people's clapping. Because mm -hmm. he says, you guys clap at the, at the three beat instead of at the two beat. <laughs> and he grew up in a leading worship in a black church and so he's just like god you white people you can't clap it's like <laughs> this is so frustrated by it. he no longer tells people to clap <laughs> i used so. to be a huge fan of the voice and adam adam what's his name oh yeah adam oh, anyway one of the levine oh, adam levine levine um and he would tell that to the audience all the time he goes you guys are the worst clappers. <laughs> the person's trying to sing and you're clapping and it's, it's, it's jacking them up. <laughs> you're off beats. I actually have a hard time clapping in church because I don't understand the beat. Mm. I don't understand the beat, the beat they're keeping. But everybody else in the church is keeping that same beat, but I just don't understand what it is. So I just, I just do something. <laughs> I love some of the singers that we sit next to. Right? Well, some of the people that are attempting to sing that sits next to us. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> I just belted out the other day in church. I was just, I was going for broke. <laughs> At friends? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, Jan says. The first, the very first former Muslim I ever heard preach was Nabil Qureshi at Friends Church. I knew nothing about Islam before that night. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. I'm so jealous you got to see Nabil. By the time I sought him out, he had already passed away. So I'm shocked when you told me that, that we were watching and he had a really important point. And oh, now I can't remember what brilliant. it was, but, but we just go, Oh wow. That was so good. I really actually wrote him down too. Oh. And then you told me that he had passed. Like, what? He said he was so young. Yeah, he was. So he got sad. stomach cancer. Oh. I actually called my friend Jim and I, I was flipping out. Cause I was like, oh, he converted. The Lord took his life. I was like, what? Oh no, what's going to happen to me? And he's like, wait, hold up. Like, why are you associating yourself with Nabil Qureshi? I was like, I don't know. He's a Muslim and he came to Christ and then he died as soon after. Well, that's great for him. Yeah. He didn't have to spend that much time waiting. True. He, he found out about Jesus and got to meet him like yeah. a couple days exactly. later. <laughs> exactly. Uh, having a good time that's good i love to see these it makes me happy um do i need to do more of my i don't know we're on 51 minutes but... maybe enough <laughs> so there i was in texas no. <laughs> did they warm up to you eventually oh yeah so like the third day okay the third day they started did you have to like whip the dog or something did you have to well i think strangle the cat a couple of, i took a couple of good hits from a couple of dogs and okay and then got like, a dog okay. to stop uh, you know I, there was a dog they said this dog he likes to bite 
and uh, he won't let go. Nobody's ever got him to let go before. So you grabbed him. And I said, oh, really? Nobody's ever got to let go before? And uh, we got him to let go. What'd you do? You got his test to go. <laughs> I know your trick now. You're going to attack by a dog. No, uh, I didn't hit him on oh, the testicles. <laughs> Just because I was talking that way, you thought I hit him on the testicles? No, no you said that before. <laughs> that that's the, that, like when all else fails, that's what you do. No, when he's biting you. Right. Like when he, no, I had equipment on. I meant okay. when he's biting on your skin. Well, I mean, either yeah. way, you want to get him off. Nah, no, you have to do, I mean, how do, you, you need to train him to let go on command. Ah. So when he was having trouble, he was his, I've had this dog for five years and he won't let go. He bites the sleeve or bites a man and he's got to grab him by the testicles to get him off, which isn't good isn't because good sometimes it doesn't work uh, or that he rebites. It's bad. You got to, I mean, you can't take the guy to prison with a dog still attached. Okay. At some point you got to get him off. And so it's a longer story, but I'm going to keep this brief because it's a long dog. Right. You, you asked the question though. Okay. Um, Let's give a summary. Uh, um, in the training, uh, the way that I was trained to train dogs was very harsh. Right. And so it, it, in that kind of training, what a dog can do, it, it can be the opposite. So you begin to use uh, cattle prods or something very harsh that hurts the dog. The dog will sometimes, and this typically happens with Belgian Malinois, where they think the bad guy who they're biting is make, causing the pain. And so the dog now tries to bite harder. Right. And so it becomes more difficult to get the dog off. And so at some point when the handler says the word out, which is the word to let go. And so you go out and the dog's supposed to let go. So when he says out and the dog feels pain, the dog learns that word out means pain. The word out doesn't mean let go. So you've changed it. And so now, so what I, in knowing this, and this, this guy, my dog has never come off from and, and, he, screams, and you ain't, and that's his problem, and that's the thing. And I know that nobody's been able to do it. And you, this this Mexican from California, there's <laughs> oh, <laughs> a little light in the loafers. He ain't gonna do it. And so I go, I'm gonna change the word. And I said, tell the dog to lay down. What's your the, the, uh, your command to lay down? And it was off. I said, okay, when the dog's biting the sleeve, you say off, which is a counter command. The dog can't be biting and lay down at the same time so he says off the dog let go and laid down he goes Aww. what the like and at that point on he goes i'm buying beers and all the other <laughs> they started lifting me up and carrying me down the field it was like this crazy thing it was in the first try first too. try nice yeah but a friend of mine uh, uh, bob wright out of uh, canada niagara regional police is the one who i got to give him credit he's the one who said you just got to change it. you got to get you got to do something different that the dog has never experienced before. He goes, you could throw a quarter at the dog's head, take a quarter, hit the dog in the head, and uh, that'll get him to let go. And I tested it. It worked. He goes, because you say the word and then use the, something that he's not used to, it'll, it, 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 disorients, it disorients the brain and causes him to do something that he's not done before. And in the case of a dog who won't let go of the bite, which is common. You see him out in the field biting a suspect and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy would have been down like 200 bucks in quarters. <laughs> it would have been like a, a strip club with quarters around the dog. <laughs> raining, it's raining. And the dog's like, not let it go. Oh, boy. Running. Yeah. I wish I could take all the credit. I, I, I got that from another trainer, but um, it, it's just one of those things that you learn and nobody very few people know. so if you ever get bit <laughs> and you can't like and he won't let go just you know roll, roll over now this roll is a dog training over. issue it's you know it's 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 a little bit more complicated i, I shortened it but that's it. essentially what i told you is what uh, happened there. 
but it changed the whole way that these guys look I mean, at it's me. It's motivating Lisa to want to buy your book. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got nine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it changed the whole thing. Uh, and, and I think that would have been the point too, that there you would have gone and then there's this like, mm, and then you start talking and then they go, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that happened to be every time I walked into a field office for the FBI teaching them <laughs> counterterrorism, here comes the lady with the head cover and they're yeah. like, what is this camel jockey gonna <laughs> teach me about terrorism? So it would take at least 20 minutes before I had any street cred whatsoever. When you walked into the use a wand? <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> The worst was when I went alone without my partners from the from the unit. It was just, it was, oh, it took me forever, which is the motivation why I took my head cover off. <laughs> so difficult. <laughs> Even walking the hallways at work, you know, like I was in the line and we had a Starbucks inside the headquarters and just standing there in line, I was like, oh, this is so miserable, this is so uncomfortable. Everyone's like, like looking at me, whispering uh, every single day. It was hard. I, right after 9-11, I was flying somewhere. I think I was actually flying to near ground zero to certify those dogs. I, I think that was the first time. And of course, at the very first gate I get to, it's a guy with a turban on. Yeah, the Sikhs. Yeah, a Sikh. And I'm, I don't know the difference. You a Sikh, a Sikh. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. If they were wearing something on their head, I thought they were a terrorist. And of course, that was I like, go, oh, really? They put that guy at the, at the <laughs> counter or at the gate that I'm going through? Did uh, looked at him with suspicion. Yes. But he was probably a super nice guy. <laughs> Sikhs are pretty nice people. Uh, uh, Carrie says, "Love the dogs. Grew up training GSDs, which is a German Shepherd dog. In case you didn't uh, know what that was, yeah, I did not Schutzen know. style. That's not how you spell Schutzen, but close enough." <laughs> Can't imagine poor, poor Hedia. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gave her the I gave her the the business when I met her too. So. Yeah, it, it, it didn't stop even without your head cover. It didn't. <laughs> Just when I learned you were a Persian. I thought you were a tall Hispanic. I didn't know. Uh, Lisa says. See, you can't read half of them and then tell me. <laughs> Lisa says. You're clicking and talking and reading and then you're like, Lisa says. Okay. I told myself before we started that I, you were going to handle the you comments. Can't. I, it's you hard. Uh, yeah, you can't because you like want to. I've done three shows. Everything. I've done three shows since we've been on last, and so I I get stuck in a mode. Yeah, well. And it, now we're back take together. A <laughs> Not that we work <laughs> together. I'm just saying we've been busy. You you had to teach. You had to go to visit your mom. You're cleaning up diapers and a and a kinos. <laughs> we had life group last night. <laughs> yeah, life group last night. <sighs> see another. What's to say? Andy, that's another thing for your card. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> You're supposed to know these things. Oh, go ahead. The story about the guy at the airport, and he is another example for your card. Oh. Oh, did... something you were wrong about. Oh. Oh. Cards that... oh, my gosh. That took a while, Lisa. We were slow on the uptake on that one. I, I, I understand sound, that I did it. How does this sound for the audio people that are not watching us live? Do they get do they get the banter back and forth? Do I they think get so. The, you think so? Okay. Yes. I hope so for all you people listening. Because I listen the like the Fox. I listen to the audio of Fox and Friends and they show video and they show pictures. You're right. And I still, still get it. it. I still get it. Okay. I do. Uh, when they're talking about something really good that's on video, I, I switch over to YouTube TV, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they should do. And they're, you know, um, but 
Uh, maybe we should add that to our announcements. What? People that are on the podcast and be, and if you're listening to this on the podcast and prefer to watch it live on video, turn into our mm. YouTube channel. I think that's a good announcement. Well, Dan Bongino, he does that. He says, uh, this one doesn't have any words. So if you want to see this video that I'm playing right now, you need to go to yes. Rumble and watch us on Rumble. Well, you can say YouTube because we're not banned from YouTube yet. No, and we are on Rumble, but yeah, I, I can yeah. send them to Rumble too. And we're on Next Gen USA TV. Right. <laughs> that's why Lisa doesn't watch on Edify because you can't participate or see what other people are saying. She yes, exactly. She doesn't watch on Edify. That's another good point. <laughs> Is that we tell people if you want to participate or watch the video and see us live, please tune in on Rumble or uh, YouTube or, or LinkedIn because our friend Chris, the wrestler, he was commenting from LinkedIn and we saw the comments. Yeah. Or Twitch. Okay. Yeah. Where is he? Good been? point. He comes, I came on one time. Yeah. <laughs> I could ping him and be like, Chris, where are you? <laughs> we are looking forward to talking uh, to a professional wrestler. No, I think it's a professional boxer. Or was he once a wrestler and became a boxer? I, I think he was first a boxer. Then or MMA, first. maybe. Uh, Lisa said? Put on YouTube. You can't see what they say on Facebook, and you have more Facebook people. Um, well, I have been considering, because we've talked about this a few times. I, I've been thinking about giving you guys about a month notice that in October, you can tell me if we should do this or not. In October, we're only, we should only go from one Facebook page. Yes. And that should be which one? Res, Resurrect Ministry or from... Living Fearless Devotional. We have to see which one has more subscribers and then tell everybody which one we're going to use. Yeah. I think I'll even get off my personal page and just do it on the one page. And then we'll just do it from one page on Facebook. Then you all will be on one page together. One page on Inst uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, and then those others. Yeah. Carrie likes YouTube so she can put it on the TV. I get yes. that too. Well, we're on a TV. We're like yeah, Walter Cronkite. She used to watch on TV. And some people like the podcast because they listen to it afterwards when they're like walking. Or... Mm. And they're, it, yeah, Lisa's asking if we can connect the YouTube and the Facebook comments. No, the only way we're able to do that is by putting them on the screen. Yep. Yeah. Carrie wants us to put it on Living Fearless. She votes for the Living Fearless one. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, that's hard to decide. We have to see based on the number of subscribers. I have 18 Facebook pages, just so you know. <laughs> yes. I got to get rid of some of those. That's my goal, is to narrow down to just a, a couple Facebook pages. That seems awesome. Yeah, that would be amazing. And then I'll get to my text messages and my emails. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and then the sky will fall. Jan thinks um, it's a good idea. Living fearless, another vote for Living Fearless. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to narrow it down on the Facebook. Way to go. Deal. <laughs> yeah, it says, good idea. Good idea. Good idea. Okay, it's now past an hour. Another story. Jan wants me to pull out another card. <laughs> Jan, you're, I'm, wait, I'm just going to wait for Jan. You need to have something that you oh, had. Oh, she did. Oh. She, she said she saw the Muslims in. Oh, I didn't know that was the answer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're off the hook, Jan. Or you're just making that up so that we'll leave. <laughs> oh, we got some new chocolate. So we can, it's time oh. to get off because I got some chocolate from oh. um, from Trader Joe's. Do you guys have Trader Is there a Trader oh, Joe's in Australia? The Middle Eastern Cadbury I brought you. Oh, and London. the Middle Eastern Cadbury from London. 
Yes. The, it was at the Middle Eastern store. It's the Cadbury that's from <laughs> London. And you know who could understand and appreciate this? Kate. Because the Cadbury, if I'm not mistaken, in Australia is also the European Cadbury that's very different from the American right. Cadbury. Oh, good. Because I'll eat it because the American Cadbury is very woke. <laughs> is it? Yes. Remember that whole thing? I stopped eating Cadbury because of oh, the, oh, yeah. the advertisement. The way that they were advertising it was oh, very yeah. sexualized. It was bad. Terrible. Oh, Carrie's brought uh, Lisa's boycott of Trader Joe's. I wonder if they're <gasps> with the whole woke thing. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about oh, Trader Joe's. Oh, God, don't, don't destroy oh, Trader Joe's. His no. daughter will kill you. No, please tell me oh, no. no. I, I know that they, it's a lot of them still wear masks in, in there, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. Lisa, don't, <laughs> put it, don't tell me. Parents I'm a, I'm a Target uh, and I'm a Netflix and uh, Nike and uh, what else? Uh, wait, she's saying Trader Joe's is hooked up to the Lidl Elise, Elitist Global Globus. You have no idea. I don't know what L-I-D-L. I'm sure that's a typo, but I don't know what it's a typo. Elitist? The Elitist. I think she's thinking of, I think she means the uh, Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my daughter calls it Trader Hose. I know that's bad, but that's what she calls it. Oh, Michael listens to the podcast. Oh. But now you're on YouTube. But normally So, Michael, you tell us. Uh, is it um, as <laughs> as it is it uh, as effective, I guess? Is that the way to put it? Or is it as comprehensible, I think? Right. When you hear it on a podcast, which is just audio. Because I was going to ask, is it just as entertaining? But this isn't a comedy show. <laughs> this is supposed to be about Jesus. <laughs> Well, Jesus is full of joy. If Jesus happiness. didn't have a sense of humor, he would not have created me. That's what I always say. Uh, elite globalists. And uh, and uh, on op oh, go ahead. <laughs> you you finish the thought, babe. <laughs> and operate history that I've dug into. You don't want to know. Oh, really, Trader no, Joe's? No, the globalists. We know about that movement. You just didn't know Trader Joe's was a part well, of it. Yeah. It just doesn't seem right because Trader Joe's slouch in that whole globalism. But the prices are good. At least here they are. The prices are good. It's a trick. That's <laughs> <laughs> a trick and to hook you in. And their food is tasty. And their salads. Yeah. I mean, it's literally cheaper than almost any regular market. It's right. Crazy. And the food's good. Yeah. The chocolate's good. Oh yeah. my gosh. The really? macarons too. I may have to look into this, but I don't know if we can give it up. You know, I, I've given up a lot. I, I did. I, I would desperately give up anything Google if I could. But we're so there's oh, so much no, that yeah. we have tied up into Google. It really stinks. Google yeah. is the enemy. They are the 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 communists of communists of all the the online companies. But um, they've got you. Yeah. yeah, they've got us in our email. Um, Lisa wishes that we could comment on YouTube, but you can comment on can. YouTube. But everybody else is commenting on Facebook. I right. think that was the issue. Carrie says she needs a little joy, and this group is her joy. Oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Even when we drone on and on. Thank you so much. Uh, why do you think they have their own label? <gasps> because they're glee the global elitists. Well, Falco Canine Academy, I had a I was having a dog food, a white label dog food called Falco Canine Dog Food. I remember and, that. And all that kind of stuff. So Amazon, yes. Um, Amazon, yeah, another one. Honey, I buy nothing else. on Amazon. It, what? Except for books. Don't say nothing. Books, because I see stuff for the kids coming from Amazon. Oh, well, they force me. <laughs> okay. Put a gun to my head. 
<laughs> Don't want to misrepresent. Last one. Last one. Go ahead. Saying, uh, just saying, I'm saying on Edify, you can listen. And you said people like to listen. So on YouTube, you can listen and you don't have to comment if you don't want to. Oh, so Edify yeah. doesn't really help. Yes. All right. Okay. You right. got it. Now it makes sense. Okay. Thank and, you, everyone. Anything else? It's, it's, it's sleep. <laughs> did I tell my, did I, did I tell my friends what my, what my son said the other day? Did he say that he came into the car when I was picking him from school? He says, Dad, you should have seen this girl. She got hurt. I said, oh, what happened? Because I walked into the room, she saw me, and I broke her heart. <laughs> wow, it was running the family. Oh, my nine-year-old. That was so, he's eight at the time, now he's nine. <laughs> you guys are the masters of oh, uh, my spontaneous jokes. Oh, my gosh, that was so funny. That made me laugh really hard. Okay, my friends, make sure to go to Edify. Why, that idea? I, I can't even think of it. I'm so tired. I've yeah. been up since six. The Edify app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making us laugh. Thank we you. Love you. God bless. Good night. <laughs>